This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has now nominated 48 high school students from Alabama to various United States service academies. Those academies include the U.S. Military Academy, U.S. Air Force, U.S. Merchant Marines, and U.S. Naval Academies. In order to receive such a nomination, the Alabama student must go through extensive testing as well as an application process to these schools. Tuberville says he has no doubt that these distinguished students will continue to push our country forward and protect our freedoms at home as well as promote stability abroad. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall was in a courtroom at the start of this week in regards to a lawsuit from an Alabama inmate. Marshall testified that Kenneth Eugene Smith did not suffer a violation of the U.S. Constitution by way of cruel and unusual punishment when a lethal injection had to be canceled due to an intravenous line not being found. Smith is suing the state in order to stop another attempt at the lethal injection from happening. He claims the last attempt was painful and equivalent to torture. The lethal injection happened back in November of 2022. Since the time of the lethal injection being botched, Governor Ivey has now ordered that the one-day window for carrying out these death sentences be expanded so that the process did not have to be carried out within a limited 24 hours. The execution of Smith was even further delayed by last-minute legal filings and appeals, leaving only a, a window of a few hours for them to obtain an intravenous line. The governor's office is announcing new state grants to help sheriff's departments that are financially affected by the new constitutional carry law. The amount of money that will be given to these various departments will be based on the money that was collected in 2022 for concealed carry permits. 2022 was the year before the state law did away with the need to purchase a concealed carry license. The sheriff's office must show the state those figures from 2022 to the local government pistol permit revenue loss fund. A Birmingham man who is charged with a church shooting last year in Vestavia Hills has been determined to be mentally capable to go to trial. Robert Finley Smith has completed a full mental evaluation that was ordered by a judge back in November of 2022. Smith is facing charges for the shooting at the St. Stephen's Episcopal Church during a potluck dinner. That shooting killed three parishioners, 84-year-old Walter Rainey, 75-year-old Sarah Yeager, and 84-year-old Jane Pounds. One member of that church was able to subdue Smith with a chair until police arrived. Charges have been upgraded for a Morgan County man who tried to run over an off-duty police officer. 54-year-old Gregory Hill was originally charged with second-degree assault, but is now facing attempted murder charges. The whole incident was caught on a home security camera. It shows a vehicle first driving up to the home of the off-duty police officer. The two men exchanged words in the driveway. That's when the officer ran back into his home to retrieve his weapon. When he came outside, Hill backed up his Jeep Wrangler, hitting a mailbox and vehicle in the process. Then the Jeep was put into drive and accelerated towards the officer who was hit but then jumped to the side. The officer had to be taken to the hospital for injuries. The video was released in August of last year, garnering a lot of views as well as reactions. Amtrak will begin testing passenger rail routes between Mobile and New Orleans after agreements were made between three entities, Amtrak, freight rail carriers, and the Alabama Port Authority. 
This all comes regarding the return of passenger rail cars and its potential effect on supply chains. The deal was reached last year after years of continuous discussion and negotiations over concerns from the freight rail companies who own most of those rail lines. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, we don't always start off the national portion of this podcast with global news, but a series of earthquakes in Eastern Europe and the Middle East are bringing a devastating report at the start of this week. The death toll is now at 3,800 people in Turkey and Syria. Rescuers are resorting to digging with their hands in order to find any more survivors. They're in a race against time for those trapped beneath the massive amount of rubble, as well as the fact that freezing weather is arriving in that area. Two different earthquakes hit with 7.8 and 7.5 magnitudes, and then dozens of aftershocks followed. Reports are coming out that at least 5,000 structures fell from those quakes. Some of them were apartment complexes full of people. A 2,000-year-old castle also had part of its wall destroyed, just to give you an idea of the power of this earthquake. Citizens of Turkey say they thought it was the apocalypse. Syria's National Earthquake Center says it's the largest earthquake recorded in the history of that center. Officials within the U.S. Geological Survey say they recorded more than 60 earthquakes and aftershocks in the last 24 hours in that area. They're also estimating that the death toll will be closer to 10,000. Pro-life sidewalk counselor Mark Hoke is telling his story after a legal victory last week against the U.S. Department of Justice. The DOJ had issued charges against Hoke for violating the FACE Act regarding abortion clinic entrances. Those charges were dropped against Hoke last week, and he walked out a free man. Last year, his home was raided by dozens of FBI agents who were seeking to arrest him for pushing an abortion activist from his 12-year-old son in front of a Philadelphia abortion clinic. Hoke spoke on Real America's Voice, saying that he had lawyers who were aware of the DOJ charges against him and had offered to bring him in for questions, but Hoke says the DOJ ignored that offer and chose a more reckless route that could have gone very badly with his seven sleeping children and wife in the house, unaware of what was happening when the FBI SWAT team showed up. They rang the doorbell. It was dark outside. Repeatedly, they rang the doorbell and they banged on the door saying, open up. They didn't even declare who they were. They didn't even state their names. They didn't tell me anything. The degree of the recklessness that this was performed and the act of terror, which it was, as I opened, well, as I questioned, I said, who is it before I opened this door? Uh, And then they finally told me it was the FBI, to which I replied, okay, I'm going to open the door, stay calm. I have seven babies in here, which were stirring at this point, but I didn't know they were awake. My wife was up. I opened the door and slowly showed them my hands. As I opened the door, I could not believe the the circus scene that I saw. At least 10, 15 marked and unmarked units right in front of me. Long guns pointed at me, heavily armored vest, ballistic helmets, ballistic shields, battering ram. As I said, they were surrounding my house. I had at least five federal agents on my porch with M16s pointed at me and now uh, my wife as she entered the, uh, the opening of the door. I opened the door and I said, what are you doing here? They said, you know why we're here, because I really didn't know why they were there, because I hadn't heard from the AUSA. And then I said, oh, I know why you're here. You're here because I rescue babies. And then I looked at all of them, Steve, and I said, you wouldn't be here 
if the Trump administration was in the White House. And none of them said anything. They just looked at me. Hoke says he was not allowed to get dressed, so he was taken to downtown Philadelphia in shorts and flip-flops. I got to the federal building. Of course, I was cuffed. I was immediately shackled in my waist and shackled on my feet. Now, I'm in the bureau building. I'm in. I'm on the floor. They put me in a room, a white room that, with just a table in it, and they chained me to a table, which seemed a little extreme. But nonetheless, I'm shackled on my feet and my, my waist. For six hours, Steve, for six hours. Now, they had every intention to let me go on my own recognizance, which they did. But for six hours, I have to say to your audience, it was the most intimate prayer experience of my life. I was at the foot of Calvary. I was beneath Christ at the cross. And I felt tremendous peace, love, and joy. And I mean that sincerely. And then once they finally let me go, they brought me down to the U.S. Marshals in the same building with the same shackles on. I was inching my feet along, and I, I made comment, why is this necessary? Can't I just walk with a normal gait? I don't know why you'd have to put somebody through that, a pure act of humiliation. The U.S. Marshals treated me like I was a convicted felon and um, treated me like no other person has ever treated me. And when I finally emerged and, and, and came to be with my family about 4 o'clock, about 9 hours later, 10 hours later, um, we embraced and we prayed and hugged and celebrated our reunion. And that was my day at, uh, at the federal building, about 100 yards from the Independence Hall in Philadelphia. Hoke says he plans to sue the DOJ for terrorizing his family. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is preparing to join other governors in banning the use of the China-made TikTok app from being used on state-issued electronics. The parent company of TikTok is ByteDance, which is based out of Singapore, ByteDance is accused of sending personal information on Americans to the Chinese Communist government. At the end of January of this year, Maine became the 29th state to issue a ban on TikTok when it comes to government employees. Texas is likely to become the 30th. Governor Abbott says the security risk associated with TikTok on devices cannot be underestimated or ignored. And Joe Biden will deliver the State of the Union address tonight. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is seeking certain concessions from Biden When it comes to the debt limit for Congress, McCarthy is seeking to do so ahead of that speech. Cuts to Medicare and Social Security, they are off the table. Defaulting on our debt is not an option. But neither is a future of higher taxes, higher interest rates, and an economy that doesn't work for working Americans. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 